Hello and welcome to another edition of Defending the Den. I am Scotty Wallace. How are you guys doing? Hope you are well. Hope you're staying warm. It's uh, it's it's getting cold out there. It's December. What should we expect? Only a few more shopping days until Christmas, so be dialing, be dialing. Hey, why not go over to the Maryland Black Bear shop? That's a cheap plug. Uh, go over there or go to the Face Off Hockey Show shop. It's got all the goodies you could have for all the shows that are on that network. So it's including this one. So it's all there for you. Shopping season. Good last-minute gift. Or if you don't know what to get somebody, here's a hoodie from a podcast you may or may not have listened to or know about. How about that? Something we do know about, the Maryland Black Bears. Uh, they were in action going up to uh, Attleboro, Massachusetts for the first time in the season. First time facing Northeast overall. And uh, not the results. The Black Bears had won it uh, as they go up on Friday. They get started really well, though, pretty fast. Granted, uh, penalties being a big situation uh, once again for the Black Bears uh, to start off the first period. 43 seconds in, they get a call against them. But it's fine. Right after that penalty expired, Brandon Piku hops off the bench, gets a lovely feed from Samuel Stitz, puts home his seventh of the year. Maryland up to, uh, one to nothing. Before the two minute or before the three minute mark, Piku's seventh, Samuel Stitz ninth assist. Caleb Thiessen got it up to Stitz. That's his seventh assist overall as well. Black Bears on top of things. Now, Northeast was trying to get things going. They were putting some shots on Jack Wenicke. Wenicke was solid, didn't get a lot of traffic in front, was able to see the puck a whole heck of a lot. So uh early going, things went well. However, little rebound shots here and there uh, became a bit of an issue. And of course the power play being a big deal as well. Black Bears getting three penalties in the first period. Results, one of them, uh, the uh, the second one, resulted in a power play goal from Ryan Remick of Northeast. Just a uh, scrum in front, gather up a rebound, potted it home for his first of the year, and we are tied up at, or for fourth of the year, rather, and we are tied up in this one. Maryland out shooting uh, Northeast 12-9 to in this one, and they would really command the offense all the way through. Uh, they they had a whole a big step in their game, able to get shots through, able to find the wide area, able to have great possession in the offensive zone. Given the fact they didn't have many power plays in the second period, so I mean they had a lot of shots on seventeen five the shots, but just couldn't find that break. There was a flurry in front, had a ton to go to. They had a couple of chances in front. Toby Hop was playing very well for Northeast. Uh, and then right the other way, Jake LaRusso streaking down, gets a little bit behind the defense, pops one home. That is his 14th of the year. Uh, and there we go, Northeast up, even though Maryland had a lot of the possession. Again, getting possession once again, driving to the net, making sure that they were making the shots count, trying to get one past Hop. Uh, didn't happen. Down the other way, Frank DeConda. Picks up a rebound on a wild shot from David Andrzejczyk. Boom. In the net it goes. Wide open side. Not much Wenicke could do about it. Kind of just an unmarked wild play. And it's 3-1, to one, and that's where it went going into the third period. Maryland, again, trying to get a spark, trying to get things going, possessing the puck a whole heck of a lot. But again, unfortunately, not too much to show for it until midway through when Brad McNeil uh, just keeps hacking at it, keeps hacking at it in front of the net. And puts it home for his sixth of the year on the power play. Brandon Piku, his 10th assist of the year. Gunnar Van Dam, his 13th assist on the power play. Maryland cuts it to within one. And despite all the pressure in that, could not get one through. Could not get the equalizer. Plenty of shots on there. Hop was very good in net. And then Sistine Jenner show 
gets the empty net goal. That puts it home 4-2 to two the final in this one. Wenicke 16 saves in the defeat in Maryland. Looking to figure out how to stop this slide, which going into Saturday was now at four games. And Saturday, uh, again, Maryland just trying to uh, trying to command the play, and they did, uh, for the most part, very uh, very big offensive period, so much so they outshot them 18-4, really doubling up uh, things for Nor- against Northeast. And towards the end of the frame, they finally solved Cullen DeYoung as uh, they were able to uh, get past them first. Brandon Pico again, open in the scoring, getting a nice feed in front from Brad McNeil. Uh, pops it open uh, off a rebound, and there it is. That's his eighth of the year. McNeil, 18th assist. Hunter Ramos with his sixth assist. And 50 seconds later, Ramos again. A great keep by Gunnar Van Dam at the line. A clearing attempt by Northeast. He stayed strong on the puck. Uh, was you know was able to take his man out, guard the puck, get it down to Ramos. Ramos pots it home for his 10th of the year. Van Dam's 14th assist, and Braden Stannert getting in on that, uh, his 9th assist, and that was on the power play as well. So going the other way, trying to get an icing. Great play by Van Dam at the blue line. Black Bears in control towards the end of the first period. Go into the intermission to, to nothing. But again, some pa- penalties being the undoing of the Black Bears, especially in the middle, uh, early part of the frame. Uh, two back-to-back calls, one of them uh, resulting in a power play goal. As Sistine Genishow, uh gets another goal, his second on the weekend. Uh, just unmarked on a rebound, William Hackinson could not do much about it. Tried to extend himself, could not. Uh, Genishow with his, uh, his uh, second of the weekend, eighth of the year. Northeast cuts it to within one. Three minutes and ten seconds later, Jake LaRusso, who was a thorn in the side for the Black Bears, just got a drop pass and uh, used the Maryland defender as a screen cross in the blue line, rips it home for his 15th of the year. We are tied up in the middle part of the frame. <clears throat> Northeast actually outshot the Black Bears in this period, 17-12, to 12, and uh, they, were try- they were doing all they could. I mean, they actually were getting into a lot of lanes, a lot of shot attempts by Maryland, trying to get things going, could not get the flow that they needed to get so. So we go into the intermission, tied up at two. And then in the third period, er, early going, Hunter Ramos, his second of the year, or second of the game, uh, with a great pass from Adam Shankula. Uh, and then there we go. We got ourselves a 3-2 to two game. Ramos, his 11th goal, Shankula, 10th assist. Luke Van Wy getting the secondary with his 16th assist of the season. But less than three minutes later, look out, it's Jake LaRusso. Once again, uh, just a, another shot just coming down the line, wiring one over the shoulder of Hackinson for his uh, 16th of the year. And we are tied once again, battling back and forth. Nothing really coming from it, unfortunately. Team's kind of a little bit uh, not wanting to make a mistake. One and done. Not too much possession time. Not not a lot of threats on either side. Uh, but there we go, into the intermission, uh, or going into the break. No intermission from third into overtime until playoffs. And Maryland is uh, in their second overtime game of the year. And uh, unfortunately, this was no bueno. A very ticky-tack penalty call against the Black Bears as Brandon Piku was coming in on a bit of a breakaway. And uh, Brad McNeil is just trying to follow up for a possible rebound. Gets tied up with a Northeast player. Northeast player goes down. Arm goes up for some reason. They call interference. What can you do? On the power play, David Andertruck rips one home for his ninth of the year. Ends the game, and the Black Bears drop this one 
despite getting a point in this one. Hackinson, 30 saves on the defeat. So the Black Bears now five-game losing skid. Unfortunately, started off with an uh, overtime uh, loss in Johnstown, and now they've been swept the last two weekends, so now they have to figure out what they can do. Uh, upside, they are still in first place. Getting those wins ahead of time, banking those wins, always good. Uh, I mean, ups and downs of the season, you had to figure this, you know, that couldn't last. Uh, those those kind of win streaks couldn't last. So the Black Bears now kind of feeling it, feeling the adversity after we go through a couple times around the schedule cycle. Uh, and teams are starting to get a little feeling out period on this one. So Black Bears at 42, they are 11 points uh, up on Northeast. And they are uh, 13 points up on New Jersey and 17 points up on Maine, who are in fourth spot. But again, a lot of games in hands for Maryland. Uh, they lead the league, lead the division with 28 games played already. Only the uh, Fairbanks Ice Dogs have more games played on the year than Maryland does. So uh, obviously that's something to look forward to. Maryland also the only team with 100 goals so far this season. So they got that going for them, which is nice. But, uh, yeah, like I said, five-game skitter right now after a, a big uh, seven-game win streak, I think it was. And uh, now Maryland faces off against Philadelphia, who is currently sixth in the division. They're on a two-game win streak. They uh, swept uh, uh, Danbury, I do believe it was. Uh, Philadelphia 5-5 five and five in their last ten. And Maryland's kind of had uh, Philadelphia's number, 5-0 and oh already this season against the, uh, the Rebels, two shutouts as well. Uh, but also, you can't uh, you can't just assume that, that kind of stuff's going to happen every time. So the Black Bears are going to have to uh, figure out what they can do to get back on the winning track and just see what they can do against Philadelphia. This is a prime uh, prime game for them to get back going. It's the last home weekend of the calendar year of 2022. So we will see what happens now and if this is going to be a turning point for your Black Bears uh, moving ahead. In the season, looking at the top scorers in the NAHL, Christian Catalano hurting, uh, holding firm, even though he uh, did not have any points this weekend. 20 goals, 14 assists for 34 points, topping the league. And uh, Dimitri Kibrew currently at, uh, at the uh, sixth spot, 27 points, tied for six with three other players. Sean Kilcullen leading the way defensively with 22 points, uh, with Luke Van Wyatt right behind him at uh, 20 points in uh, second spot there. So Maryland doing what they can uh, for sure. I mean, you know, offense uh, pretty solid. Defensively, you know, they have been uh, fairly, fairly good. Jack Winnicky also in the top spot. Uh, him and Hackinson in the top 10 for goals against average, with Hackinson leading the league in wins with 13 wins out of his 17 games. 13-2-2, uh, two and two. so pretty solid numbers for that. So... This team very well-rounded. This team kind of knows what they're going on, and uh, it's just a matter of trying to right the ship before it gets completely uh, off kilter. They got a big lead, uh, so it's uh, kind of high time they figure out what's going to happen with this. Now, I wouldn't say it's like gut check time so much, but uh, you know you want to end this. You want to end the calendar year, and before you go into Christmas break, on a couple of high notes, uh, you got uh, Philadelphia this weekend, then you got Maine next weekend so two pretty tough matchups of you know you can't you can't assume it's going to be cakewalks just because of the fact that they're right below you so uh, we will have to see how this all goes see if this team can write the ship before the end of the year and then hopefully start the new year off with a bang as well 
little alumni news to close you out here. Uh, Ryan Bottrell named ECAC Rookie of the Week. Two goals and three assists on the weekend, including a power play goal for those Brown Brown University Bears. I don't know if we focused on him, but Vlad Polagoshko uh, is actually in the Australian third division uh, with the UEHV Grumman Sharks. That's uh, two assists and only game uh, only game he's played so far. So I mean that's uh, that's something. That's for sure to uh, go there. He's still slated. It looks like to go to Lake Superior State, though I don't know if going into a uh, third division pro league allows you to do so with the NIL rules. Who the heck knows, right? It's one of those one of those questionable things uh, overall. Jack Blanchett uh, for the Powell River Kings of the BCHL having himself a go at it. Eight goals, eight assists in 22 games thus far as uh, he is doing great from the point up there in the BCHL. Uh, very solid to see him doing well after taking a, a chance on himself. Bobby Starring was in Maryland this past weekend, and that was part of the uh, U.S. Army uh, Division II squad. Took on Navy down in Annapolis. So far, his season doing pretty well for himself in nine games, three goals, and four assists from the blue line for the Springfield, Virginia native. Uh, so good to see Bobby Starring get himself uh, a, a nice little fresh look when it comes to hockey in college and in the academy as well. James Tepper, who is only for the Black Bear, only there for the Black Bears for six games, uh, the brute force for the squad. A goal and an assist so far at four games with Colby College in Division Three. Luca DePasco, uh, update on him: seventeen zero and zero, one six nine goals against average, nine twenty seven save percentage. So things going pretty, pretty, pretty good for him. If uh, if you know. If you want to go just by numbers alone, right? I mean, who who goes by numbers alone to track success? Daniel Cola Bufo, two goals and five assists so far after making the jump down to uh, Division Three, getting some playing time. Finally, uh, two goals, five assists for him in those eleven games with uh, Sunny Oswego. So, uh, congrats for him finding a new life down in Division Three. Uh, the competition pretty solid down there in D three. If you haven't gone, go see a Stevenson game. It's great, uh, great fun for everyone. Another guy making uh, making that kind of life change from D1 to D3 is uh, Jackson Starrett, the guy who uh, held the gold record, held the shorthanded gold records, uh, now playing at Endicott College. Uh, four goals and seven points in nine games for Starrett. Of course, we know him as an offensive dynamo, not uh, not doing pretty, uh, not doing terribly in that with Endicott College now. So, again, good to see him finally getting some playing time, finally getting some. Uh, some, uh, you know, just time on the ice. Time on ice is always a big thing for young players, and if they aren't getting it uh, in Division One, even though that could be the goal for some, Division Three uh, will definitely help you not only with the education, but also in the uh, hockey world as well. D3, you know, it's people people slag on it, but I think it's a, a good investment for anyone involved. Cam Recchi, who uh, played with the Black Bears for the 2019-20 season, in that shortened season at the University of St. Thomas, now a goal and six assists in 18 games so far with the Tommies. Had a solid season last year as well, 13 points in 35 games, including five goals uh, for the Tommies. Philip Jakobsen going back to North America after his time with the Black Bears playing uh, in SUNY Canton. D3 level there, two goals, two assists so far this year for him after a 18-point uh, season last year. In uh, in SUNY Canton, Logan Kittleson playing for Lake Forest College. No games to record as of yet for uh, Kittleson, but he played uh, a year and change 
after coming off of uh, his time at Burnsville High in Minnesota for the Black Bears. Brian Sinclair playing for Anna Maria College. Two goals, three assists for the Blue Liner, uh, putting in the work there as well, having a, a nice solid showing so far after his, uh, his time in the NAHL and also up in the Manitoba Junior Leagues as well. Cooper Black getting a lot of starting time when it comes to uh, Dartmouth College. He, he looks like the de facto guy playing in 10 games so far this year. Uh, a 1-7-1 record, unfortunately, but a 2-71 goals against and a 9-0-9 save percentage on a team that is uh, not so great, Bob. Not so great. But uh, Cooper Black getting in there, showing his stuff at 6-8-2-16. Good Lord. Good Lord, the kid's grown. Yeah, you, you love to see it. And that's it. That'll do it. We'll end it up there. I'll send you guys on your on your way happy. You guys have a wonderful rest of your week. We will uh, come back here next week, reconvene, see what happens against Philadelphia, see uh, see what we can do here, and see uh, how the Black Bears can bounce back off of this, hopefully stopping the skid, and then going on from there. We'll review all that. We'll look ahead to Maine and all that fun stuff next week. But uh, as for this week, I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Defending the Den on the Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction, part of PodcastMonsters.com. Hey, if you want to check us out on social media, at DefendingDenMBB, that's where you can get us on the Twitter and on the Facebook, Facebook.com slash Clutch and Crab Hockey. That is home for Defending the Den and the Chesapeake Hockey Week. We will talk to you next week when it comes to uh, Black Bears hockey. So until next week, peace.